Perfectly Whole podcast inspires and encourages women of faith, women like you. And we don't do long intros, so let's get to it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the second episode of season six, y'all. God is speaking, and I'm here to share, okay? I'm here to be a vessel. Um, It is morning on a Saturday. I am prepping to go to a choir rehearsal, and I got somewhere to be this morning. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to get right into it. So, the topic is healing, y'all. Y'all have heard me talk about this on the podcast quite a bit, especially um, as it pertains to my own life, okay? Like, post-divorce, going into single mom life and trying to navigate a brand new normal honey even when I was single in my 20s honey I ain't had no kids (laughs) I didn't have like the career that I have today I didn't have the struggles and the journey okay that I have today and so it's brand new for me and one of the major, major struggles have been healing. You know, you don't have to have been married, leaving any relationship. And it can be romantic. It could be losing a friend. It could be losing a loved one. Any relationship that comes to an end that was of value to you can result in heartbreak. And y'all, heartbreak is hard. Like, is that the name of the Is that the name of the episode? Heartbreak is hard. So then how do you get to your place of healing how do you heal how do you be healed past tense okay like are we gonna be healing forever and ever amen like i'm trying to be whole i'm trying to walk in my purpose but i feel broken so some of the questions i've heard or or have asked myself in my own healing journey that made me realize like wow this topic is worth talking about first of all how long is it gonna take are we gonna be healing because you got some people who talk about healing you know over the course of 30 days and 90 days and six months and then you got some people that say okay if you was in a relationship this is just an example if you was in a relationship it takes about a year to heal for every three years you was in a relationship away so you mean to tell me if i was in a relationship for 10 11 years it's gonna take me three years to heal girl bleh. let me sip my water That is a hard pill to swallow because what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like healing is, okay, let's talk about healing. Before I get through these questions, I already feel the need to talk about this. When you think about healing, right? When something has been broken, there is pain, okay? Significant pain that usually ensues as a result of being broken. And you think about the emotional aspect, I think there may be more pain that comes with emotional breaking than actual like physical bone breaking, right? Like, (laughs) so something has been broken, there is pain, there is hurt, there is damage. The healing process requires you to first go to to the site of the pain, (laughs) okay? We're not tiptoeing around it, we're not gonna ignore it, we gotta go straight to the place that is hurting and maneuver it do you have you ever watched a movie or ever experienced having something broken on your body and they have to reposition it back into the right place it is just as painful as the breaking itself 
So you got to do that, but then you got to protect the positioning, okay? You got to put a cast on it. You got to wrap it. You might need some of that, uh, what's that, that bandaging? Man, my mama used to keep that stuff around the house. I can't remember what it's called, but that bandaging around it, you might have to put on a boot. You might have to get the little scooty chair with the boot. You got to do all these things. You got to keep it lifted. You got to keep some ice on it. You got to sit down somewhere for a while and do this for like six to eight weeks. Then even once it heals, you might have to do physical therapy to learn how to use it again. What? So when you think of that, that can be discouraging. You could be on some like, okay, now that was a metaphor, but when you think about you know emotional healing, it is going to require some, some of that. It's going to require some repositioning of how you think, changing your perspective. It's going to require some unlearning of some things that you picked up. It's going to require you to look exactly at your behavior and your mindset and your missteps to be able to pinpoint how to not let this happen again or what went wrong, right? To learn the lesson. It's going to require you to then come in with that ointment and all those soothing things to mend and, and heal that place in a, in a proper way, right? And it takes time. So that, that could be discouraging. You're like, wait a minute. How long is this going to take? I had to get to that. I had to break down that healing piece because I think sometimes we think healing is a matter of time, right? You we've all heard that saying where they say time heals all things. No, it don't. Stop saying that. I know people... 30 years later ain't healed worth a nam. <laughs> you can say, you can mention somebody's name and it send them in an uproar. That is not healing. Just because time passes doesn't mean that you are healed. And I mentioned this on the, the previous episode. If you don't properly heal, then technically you aren't healed because you could still feel pain in that area. You might still have some scars tissue. You might not have your full range of motion, right? When you think physically, okay, let's look at it in an emotional space. If you don't physically heal, you won't constantly be getting triggered. How many of us know somebody who is a, a landmine of landmines? You can't say nothing about nothing and no one without them being like, oh, I'm triggered. That triggered me. Like, dang. And I understand, I want to, I do want to respect the fact that yes, everyone gets triggered. I am not trying to shame anyone for being triggered. But when it is a constant, when you can't live your life without being triggered on a constant basis, then there is some healing. You got to look at yourself and, and really reassess your healing. What things are we trusting to God and really putting in his hands and allowing him to heal us of if we're constantly wounded by everything that someone says or everything that someone does? But I'm going to leave that there. Another question. We're going we're gonna to press forward. Uh, how do you know when you're healed, right? Like, is there, you know... <laughs> Some telltale signs that says, oh, girl, you healed now. Is it the triggering thing? Is you're like, oh, wow, I didn't win six months and ain't been triggered by this. Or somebody didn't brought up this person's name and it didn't send me in an uproar or make me cry or piss me off. Excuse my language. You know, is, is that how you know you're healed? Because I can say for myself, you know, there have been times where I thought I was Gucci. And then something happens, something different. It could be like a song. There ain't even nobody around. 
the song comes on and I thought I was good and I wasn't good. I wasn't good. I was down bad because of the song. So how do you know? Also, are you ever truly healed? Or is it something that we just got to learn to deal with for the rest of our lives? Mm, God, please help us. Uh, should I get therapy? Should I get help, right? Should I get therapy, counseling, you know, a church family, a small group? Should I, whatever, right? Is this something I can do on my own? Is this something I should do on my own or shouldn't do on my own? What is the line between standing in with and trusting God to get you through things versus leaning on men and leaning on people and things, right? Where's the balance? Uh, does it take all that? Girl, you just mentioned church and therapy and counseling. You just mentioned uh, standing and trusting God. You just mentioned time. Does it really take all that? I mean, let's be honest. Have you not ever asked yourself that? I know I've asked myself, like, I've heard, heard people talk about healing and healing and healing and healing and healing. And I just be like, okay, is it really going to be all that? And then the last one is what? Okay. What then? And this is where this episode is coming from. What then do I need to do to be healed? Because I need somebody to be straight with me. Give it to me straight. I ain't got all day. I ain't trying to be crying all the time. I ain't trying to be broken. I ain't trying to be mad all the time. I ain't trying to be resentful all the time. I ain't trying to be bitter. What do I need to do then? Okay, if the healing is going to be taking this and this and this and this and this, what is it then? What it, tell me what I need to do. Because I'm that kind of person in my life. If you spend any time around me, I'm very cut and dry. I don't mind vision. I don't mind strategy. But at the end of the day, What's the steps that need to be taken? What are the, the steps that I need to take to get from point A to B? And so when I when I was trying to figure out what to share, you know, y'all, this is a Christian podcast. If you ain't know, now you know. If you ain't checked the cross in the, in the picture. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, so I'm going to always go to God and I'm going to always go to the Bible. And so when I was trying to think of different types of healing in the Bible, I was able to break them down into about three categories. So you got the healing that's immediate, right? Think of the woman with the issue of blood. She went and found Jesus when he was going through a crowd. He was trying to get from, um, he was on his way to a certain place to help someone else. And she knew he was going to be there. And so she went and she had been bleeding for 12 years and couldn't stop it. She could, she had seen all the doctors, done all the things and was still struggling with this. And so she had been banned from the town, basically, was not allowed to live amongst the people because of this issue she had. So she took a risk, went and found Jesus and touched him. She And she didn't even touch his skin, y'all. She didn't touch his person. She touched his robe that he was wearing. And when she touched him, she was immediately healed. That's an example of immediate healing. Um, also the man who said his daughter was sick, um, God spoke and said that she was healed and the people who was with his daughter while, because he had left to go talk to Jesus, the people who were with his daughter said around that time was when she was healed. So that was an immediate healing, right? So as soon as God spoke the word, the girl was healed. And then of course, Lazarus, uh, Lazarus was Jesus' friend. They came and told him he was really sick, you know, almost unto death. 
and he didn't stop what he was doing basically and they was like wait a minute this is the person you love your friend you're not gonna stop what you're doing to go see about him he's like you know I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to it. So he ends up making his way to Lazarus. I, I think a day or a couple of days had passed. Lazarus had passed away, honey. They was like, it's all is all is lost. Had you been here, he would have lived. You could have healed him, but you took your sweet time. And now he didn't pass. And Jesus spoke a word to Lazarus and he rose from the dead. That's an immediate healing because all Jesus did was speak a word which he could have did while he was out, but he was doing it to, to show them the power of his glory and the power of his might, right? So yeah, he that was an, an example of immediate healing. The other type of healing in the Bible is obedience-based healing. So God would tell someone to do X and they will be healed. So an example of that is the man who was blind. He told him to put this, you know, he spit into the clay, Jesus spit into the clay and put it on his face told the man to wash it off, he could see. He had to have the faith to allow God to first of all spit into this clay and put it on his face, um, but then also to wash it off and trust and believe that what was happening was going to heal him. That was obedience-based. Also, God telling the lepers that as they went into the town to tell people that they were, heal were healed, that they would be healed. So instead of healing them immediately and allowing them to see their healing, he was like, just trust that by the time you get to the town, you can be healed. <laughs> and as you go, and the word says, as they went, they were healed. So that was obedience-based. They had to trust that they would be healed. And when you think about leprosy in the Bible, lepers, because it was so contagious and it was such a, a horrible disease, they were banned from the city. So they had to live in like their own little towns and own little places outside of the city. And if they were, people knew that they were lepers and they were in the town, they ran the risk of, you know, being seized or getting in trouble or whatever. I don't know what the penalty was. So they were taking a huge leap of faith. It wasn't like, oh, let's just take a little walk around the park after dark. No, <laughs> they had to take a risk, a major risk going into the place where they knew they were not allowed and trust that when they got there, they would be healed and be able to move around. And not only that, but then also tell the people that they were healed. Because that was also what he told them is go and tell the people about what I've done for you. So that was obedience based. And then the third one is gradual healing. And I was thinking about this thing. I was like, man, what are some examples of gradual healing in the Bible? <laughs> and I was a little stumped. I was like, man, you know, when Jesus was alive, he was out here healing left and right. Even his the obedience-based healing was still like kind of quick. So what is an example of like healing that takes a long time? And y'all know who came to money? Job. A lot of people know the story of Job. If you don't, basically he was a, a great man of God. He had a lot of wealth. He had a lot of um, land. He had a lot of animals. He had a lot of wives. He had a lot of servants. He was big stuff, okay? And Satan was like, you know, I'm out here trying to figure out who I can mess with. And God recommended Job. God was like, have you tried my servant Job? Which is a whole sermon for another day, right? 
Um, and so he was like, you sure about that? You're going to let me, you know, mess with his stuff? So Satan went and basically got rid of everything that Job owned, like tampered with it, allowed the, you know, the stock to die and all these things, right? And then, but Job was still serving God. And so God was, he was like, well, of course he's going to serve you because all you did, all you allowed me to do was mess with his stuff, but you didn't let me mess with his body. Let me mess with his, you know what I'm saying? His healing. He, he, he's right mind. He wealthy. Think about it. Most wealthy people, when they learn to get wealth, they can hit bankruptcy and they're going to recoup that wealth all over again. If they're able-bodied, once you, once you know how to create wealth, you can, you can create wealth anywhere. Okay. I'm, I'm used to be a Jay-Z fan and might still be a little bit, but put me anywhere on God's green earth and I'm gonna triple my worth. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop. Cause that is not biblical, but you know what I'm saying? So, um, the enemy was like, that. the devil was like, well, let me touch his body. Jesus was like, okay, fine, go ahead. And so he ended up, you know, afflicting him with boils and sickness, disease, all these things happened to his body to the point where Job was on some like, all right, God, am I, am I sending? Am I, are we good? What's going on? Like, you know, everybody telling me I need to just curse you and die. It's looking real grim. It's looking real dark and, and bad for me. Like, I don't, I don't really know to the point where he, he really had to go to God about that thing. <laughs> Long story short, God healed him and he ended up recouping everything that he lost more than a hundredfold. He had like triple of everything that he lost. And that was one of the most transformative stories in the Bible. But when you think about this journey and the time it took from his body being afflicted to him recouping, recouping everything that was gradual. I mean, that required some substantial faith. You got Job's friends and family. Even his wife came to him and was like, you still serving this God? Now, sis, if we made it this far in the episode together, we friends now subscribe to the podcast and don't gatekeep the goodness. We got to reach more women like us. So don't be afraid to share and review the podcast. I want to know what you really think. Okay, back to the episode. What I noticed about all of these, y'all, all of the healing was based on three things. It was based on going to God with your ailment or issue these all these people no matter what happened they had to go to god which meant that they had to be truthful about what was going on with them and they had to seek god two they had to listen and not just listen with their ears but with their actions they had to actually obey god's directions whatever he was telling them to do he had to do it they had to do it and then the third one is faith which i believe faith is wrapped up in obedience because only when you truly believe something do you obey right i can tell you that the building's on fire all day long but if you don't believe me you ain't gonna get up and leave the building but if you leave the building that displays to me that you believe what i'm saying so i would kind of argue that number two and three are kind of wrapped up together is obeying is also faith but there are times when you think about job's story how long it took that he did have to operate in faith. He may have done what God said, but it still wasn't showing up in his life. So then you got to keep standing on that obedience, even when it's looking like the healing ain't there. If you are in need of healing in any way, 
Go to God truthfully, truthfully about your situation. What's going on? What is ailing you? What is hurting you? And then listen for what he has to say. That's the key to healing. That's it and that's all. Because God is going to tell you what is for you. Each of those situations was different. Someone could look, Joe could have looked at what he did for the woman with the issue of blood and been jealous and been like, wait a minute, she gets healed immediately? And then the person who, you know, whether it was Lazarus or the the man whose um, daughter was sick, he could have been like, whoa, you going to speak a word that she's healed? You're not even going to come see about her? While you on your way to go see someone else, you're not going to come see my daughter. You're just going to tell me. But instead of questioning his methods, they just trusted him and obeyed whatever he said, including Job. I really hope that this has helped you. You got to, you have to establish that communication with God, that relationship with him. He is the only one that's going to tell you what you need for your healing. He is the only one who knows how long it's going to take. He is the only one that's going to decide, you know, whether he's going to give you that healing on the spot, honey. There have been times in my walk where I was like, God, if you don't remove this hurt, I don't think I'm going to be able to move forward. And he did. And there was other times I said the exact same thing and he didn't. And he was like, no, this, you got to walk this out. But you, you have to be willing to go to him. And so one of my favorite metaphors for healing and knowing what God expects you to do and the steps that he wants you to take, right? One of my favorite metaphors for that concept is a recipe. When you think about baking a cake or making a pie or any recipe that you have, whether it's someone something someone gave to you or a recipe on the back of a box, honey, no shame there. <laughs> um, when you're actually putting the recipe together, you can only do one thing at a time. If you were to try to sit down and read through the whole recipe and sit it down and then go do it, chances are you're going to forget it, right? You're going to forget steps. You're going to forget measurements. You're going to miss important parts of the process. The best way to walk through a recipe is one thing at a time. Sure, you can gather everything you need at, at the beginning, but as you go line by line, it's like preheat the oven. Now get these ingredients and then mix them together and then mix these other ingredients together separately. Now add in you know, your milk. Now stir it all together. You do it one step at a time. If you were taking a recipe from a person and they gave it all to you at once, it can feel very overwhelming. Not to mention you're going to likely forget steps. I believe that that is how God works. When it comes to giving us the steps we're supposed to take in life, it's one step at a time. And when there are moments where he gives us a download that gets us a few steps, right? Whereas you can look at, you know, a recipe and the next few steps are easy. It's like preheat the oven to this number, coat the pan and put it in the oven. Okay, that's three steps. I don't need to look back at the box for that. But when you get into, all right, now add half a tablespoon of salt and add half a teaspoon of 
vanilla and now stir those things together and it okay 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 slow down just give me the very next thing i need to do and that is how god operates or at least that's how i believe he operates in our lives it is not always that he's going to give us a blueprint for every single thing we should do and that's what makes the relationship with him so important and so necessary and so rich because no matter what he's gonna give us the steps to take but it may be one step at a time and one of the scriptures in the bible that i love is lord be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path well i recently heard someone break that scripture down where she said we think of it as like a light to my path like a flashlight maybe even one of those utilitarian flashlights that's massive and you get to scan the whole area and see everything and know about how big the path is and how wide the path is and how far you got to go before you get to the next point but in biblical times when this poem was written the people had little lamps on their shoes on their feet that would really only shine about one foot in front of them it didn't give them a ton of light so even though they had the the light on their feet their feet lord help me <laughs> the light on their shoes they could only take small steps it would only take them so far by sight and they had to be very mindful of where they were stepping and be very reliant on the little bit of light that they had. And I believe that's what God wants for us. As much as you know, it would be great to have the whole blueprint, the whole itinerary, the whole agenda, the whole destiny plotted out for us. Unfortunately, that is not how life works. That is not how God works. And I feel like in all the areas in my life where I really wish I could see the end, when I got to the other side, it looks so completely different than what I envisioned from the beginning that I likely wouldn't have been obedient. If God said it was going to go this way, I'd have been like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to take this left over here. I'm going to go do it like this because that ain't. Mm -mm. But the beauty in that is when I got to that place, even though it looks so vastly different than what I thought my life would look like at that point. I had so much peace and I had so much joy and contentment in knowing that I was on the path that God designed for me in knowing that I was healing in knowing that God was going to had made provision for me and was going to continue to make provision for me. Never leave me, never say forsake me. That mindset that I had was way more valuable than the perfect little picture I was going for. And it required the journey to go the way that it did in order for me to have that perspective. No matter what, if you were talking to a 15 year old and you are 30 plus, the, your perspective and their perspective, honey, I don't care how long you sit and talk to them. I don't care how mature they are. I don't care how wise beyond their years they are. While there is a lot that a 15 year old can understand and and see 
there's a lot that their little 15 years on earth is just not going to allot them. There's a perspective that living life provides us that a 15 year old just doesn't have. And that's not, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, that's awesome. That's exactly how God designed it to be. At that age, they need to be focused on what 15-year-olds need to be focused on, not the weight of whatever, you know, the weight of adulthood and life and reality and all the things that come with, you know, being 30 plus, honey. You could try to explain parenthood and responsibility and all these other things to them, but there are some things they're just not going to get because of their age. There's a perspective they're not going to have. And our lives are the exact same way. There's a perspective that you had when you were 20, that when you got to 40 and 45, honey, your perspective is so different. Your values are so different. What you care about and the things that you wanna go after look so different. So whatever it was you was going after at 20, while some of it may remain, some of it may change which is why it's, it wouldn't make sense for God to show us everything at 20. Cause I'm gonna tell you, look, look I'm gonna tell you now. <laughs> if I sat down with God at 20 and he said at 35, 34, you will be a mom of two, two beautiful boys. But at that very point in your life, you will be a single mom. You will be a divorcee. You will have been married about 10 years, but that marriage did, you know, it came to an end. You will have um, a great career, but you won't yet be an entrepreneur. That was one of my goals I had at 20. You will not be a size 10 or less. Y'all, I'm just, I'm just kind of rattling off at this point. I'm just riffing. But it's funny because it's if God was to say this is what it was gonna look like and he showed me that at 20, you know how many who I'd have been like, no, absolutely not. That's not what's gonna happen with me. But sitting here, now some of that stuff was was more, I ain't gonna say negative, but I focused a little more on the negative things because when you see a picture, it's flat. You can't see the full what is it like the fullness of of a person's life right so when you give when you give off those little facts it's like oh man that don't don't sound so great but let me tell you the perspective that i have the relationship with god that i have the peace and the joy that i have the identity that i have today oh i didn't have that at 20. and i value that so much so if it required me going through all the things that I went through, honey, I would do it again. If it meant that I could stand up here and love myself on today, have self-worth, have a solid identity as a woman of God and just as a woman, period, to know what I like to do and what I don't like to do, to know my favorite foods and to know my hobbies, to not just be out here ready to blend in with the, the next person who says, I love you, to lose myself in that, that is valuable to me at this age. Whereas at 20, honey, I was just lost in the sauce looking to find a mate. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> 
find a husband, honey. Did that. <laughs> and didn't know who I was. And didn't know who God truly was to know that he was more than enough. And so before I get off on my little testimony, <laughs> I just wanted to share that metaphor with you. So yes, full circle moment. <laughs> Bringing it back, Adrian, bring it back. When you think about all the stories in the Bible, especially many of the ones that I brought up, whether it was immediate healing, obedience-based healing, gradual healing, what was the common denominator between all those? What was the one thing that those people had to do in order to get their healing? These people went to God. Go to God with what you need to be healed from and listen to what he has to say. And so, like I was saying, as I um, wrap this up, if you don't know how to hear God's voice and you're like, what you mean? Listen for what he got to say. Like, I don't know when God be talking. First things first, read his word. If you've never read the Bible and you're like, this is confusing. I don't know what's going on. It's a whole lot of lineages and names. And I don't know. Start with the New Testament. It's, it's way easier to digest than the Old Testament. Unless you read like Psalms and Proverbs, which you can definitely do. But I recommend, you know, start with the, with the New Testament just to get to know Jesus when he lived and, and on and so forth. And then as, as God speaks to you through his word, trust me, you're going to be moved to read the Old Testament too. But just, you know, start with the New Testament. But essentially when God speaks to us, it is always going to line up with the word of God. So to get to know God, the, the Bible is not just a book of instruction. It is a book about God. If you want to get to know God, read his word. When you recognize someone's voice, it's because you know them, right? I recognize my mom's voice because I know her. She could say something and I could not even be facing her. Mm, Jesus, that's a word. And I will know that it's her. So if you get to know God, getting his word, when he speaks to you, you're going to know that it's him. And then there are times where he does speak to you about very, very specific things in your life that is not necessarily um, verbatim, right, with what's in the word. If you want to know how to know his voice in that way, where maybe you're in your car and he says something to you or he says to do this or do that, then make sure that you meet me for the next episode where I'll be sharing how to know God's voice. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll meet me right back here next time. Yeah.